Hi there, welcome back to the studio. Uh, we are 88.5 The SoCal Sound and online at thesocalsound.org. It is a, a SoCal Sound session here in studio. We got some live music from Joe P, so we'll get right into it. And then we'll have a chit-chat, and it'll be the most fun. And please know that we are listener-supported public radio. If you like what we do on and off the air, uh, become a subscribing member at thesocalsound.org. Joe P., take it away. Hi, I'm Joe P. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Dressed up like a dream But there's a nightmare underneath it all No, not what I seem But you keep coming when I call I guess you know you don't feel the pain When there's nothing left to hurt And it's hard to walk away When there's nowhere left to turn Talk to a sad man No one else can see He says, you know, you won't feel the pain When there's nothing left to hurt And it's hard to drive away When the bridge already burned Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Uh, there you go. A song's called Don't Want to Love You. It is Joe P. And uh, Joe, we're get, getting some live music here in the stew today, if I could use that term. That's what I do. So yeah, do I'm you? I'm actually liking that. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe P., am I pronouncing that correctly? I think, yes. It's of uh, Italian descent. Oh, and, uh, okay. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe P., the hyena.com is right. the website. That's right. How'd you land on that? Favorite animal. I mean, with all this, like, trying to find names and tags and all that stuff, I was like, I got so fed up. There's a lot of Joes and a lot of Joe P's. And I ended up on just pick your favorite animal. Like, my manager, Pergo, said, you could do, like, a favorite food or something. I don't know, man. Mm, okay. I just wanted to get back to recording and writing, like, at the beginning of this whole project. And I was so fed up with coming up with a name, coming up with an Instagram handle that I just <laughs> landed on that. I was like, I love hyenas. Done. There you go. Your, your spirit animal. Yeah, that's perhaps. It. It, be, the, it has become that, yeah. The hyena. Well, I could only hope that you laugh as much as a hyena because, you know, laughing is, is very important. I think that's you said, uh, I read this online. I don't, uh, I don't uh, believe everything I read on the internet. Okay. But uh, speaking of the song that you just played in our studio, Don't Want to Love You, yeah. you said it was a sad song disguised as a happy song. Is yeah, that true? It's true, and I didn't know it until after. I, I flipped my schedule and I, I started doing this thing where I would wake up at 4 a.m. instead of going to sleep at 4, just to see what it would do musically and creatively. Huh. And it was cool. I started writing more upbeat things and like faster songs and like, oh, this is like a major key. So uh, it was interesting. It was, and that song came out of me and I kind of realized after, I was like, Okay, like I, I almost got all the way to the happy song, but yeah. it's, and then I looked a little closer at it, and I was like, okay, it's still a little crazy, but um, yeah, that's it is true. It is dressed up as a, a happy song. Uh, well, the, there are some releases people could get their hands on uh, from Joe P. I got some vinyl here in the studio, Emily Can't Sing, mm -hmm. as well as uh, French Blonde that's right. over here. Thank you for signing the vinyl, my sure, friend. Sure. New album... Thinking about 2024 then? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think so um, I was in the middle of getting it done and then tour, you know, and then it's just like, you think you're going to do a bunch on the road, but you really just, any second <laughs> you have, you're like, cool, I'll just sit here. Like, yeah. It's just amazing how much just like sitting, like if you get alone time or if you get just five seconds to kind of sit there for a second, it's kind of nice as opposed to, yeah, got to get in the van, got to get sound check going. You know, you just, you appreciate the like nothingness a little more. And rather than go in the van and grab the acoustic and work on a song, you're like, I'll watch Cops, you know? Okay. <laughs> Most of the time. Sometimes I will work on stuff. But, like, yeah, you just, you really, you love that downtime sometimes on, on tour. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, well, you're in Southern California now, and yeah. as we tape this segment, uh, you got a day off, which is amazing. That's right, yeah. Well, I mean, you're visiting us, so. <laughs> it still feels like they're off. We're hanging out. I like that. Yeah, yeah we're, we're hanging out. <laughs> L.A., Orange County, San Diego, the L.A. show at the Terragram Ballroom, Orange County, San Diego. I think both of those shows are at House of Blues. Yeah. Uh, which is very cool. It's a headline tour. Yeah. Have you ever done a headline tour just as Joe P? Once on the East Coast. No. Which felt a little, which still that was, I was like, ah, oh, no one's going to show up to this. And people did. But... This is even crazier because it's just like, you know, playing in Santa Cruz and someone showing up is just like, and knowing the words or whatever. Yeah. It's just weird. You're it's just, amazing. yeah, it's like, how do you know? I mean, it's funny because obviously, like, the internet exists. So, of course, people can find out about things. Sure. But there's something about it when it's, you know, when it's something that you make in your basement 
and then all of a sudden you go to the other side of the country and people know it. That's weird. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. Are you a man of the people? Afterwards, you walk, yeah, walk yeah. down through the lobby I love and it. say hi? I always say, let's hang out after. Um, and one of the shows, I literally got done with the song and didn't even do the like cool walk-off thing. I just was like... <laughs> All right, the other guys did, and I like just sat down at the edge of the stage. I was like, "Let's just chill. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't feel like going." And and that avoided the encore too, which is good. I just was like, "We're not doing that. Let's oh. just let's just hang." <laughs> so it's great. I love it. I you love it. are uh, from New Jersey originally, yeah. right? And home home base is still New Jersey, That's right? Right, New Jersey it is. Yes. So do you have an affinity for those New Jersey musicians who came before you? Yeah, you know, I I grew up not knowing the whole Bruce Springsteen thing, and then I kind of slowly because I moved to South Jersey or Central Jersey, um, which is where he's from, the whole Asbury Park thing, the Stone mm. Pony, and you couldn't get away from it. He's yeah. like their god there. So yeah. I was just always, always hearing about him. I lived in Belmar, New Jersey, which all the streets are labeled by letters, and I lived on B Street. So I started hearing about the E Street band thing and whatever, and I was like, huh. And I drove over to E Street and looked it up on my phone, and it was a house that that's where they met up and rehearsed. And it was cool because it was more of like, I, I almost more so was dug into like him as like a, a, a peer of like, oh, like, oh, also another guy from New Jersey who did music? No mm -hmm. way. Yeah. There's not a ton to be proud of being from New Jersey, so I needed everything I could get. And I found out about him and the E Street thing and Bruce. So before I even knew his music, I was already looking up to him in this way of like, all right, maybe I can do it too. Let me, let me. Stop freaking out. Because I was freaking out. I dropped out of college. I'm living in New Jersey. You know, like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Um, and so he was kind of like the, the thing that kind of kept me going. And then I, of course, listened and got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Well, you're about to play a, uh, yeah. a cover. That's right. For us. It is a Springsteen song. It is. It's this. Um, so we're going to get into it now and then more from our studio and more with Joe P next. And this is the SoCal Sound. Is your daddy home? Did he go away and leave you? Oh, no, no I got a bad desire Oh, I'm on fire Tell me now, baby, is he good to you? And can he do the things to you that I do? Oh, no could take you higher Oh, I'm on fire Sometimes it's like somebody took a knife Baby, a dim doll And cut a six-inch valley To the middle of my skull at night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet And a freight train running through the middle of my head Only you, you can cool my desire Oh, I'm on fire
Where's your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? Oh no I got a bad desire There you go. Uh, I'm on fire. Bruce Springsteen, uh, done uh, brilliantly by Joe P. in studio. Is there a P Street band in the works, maybe? Not not E Street band, but there, maybe P Street band. I guess there kind of is. I mean, it's tough with the letter P how much you can do. You know, it's, you can do a lot. You get tricky. You get Dude, really tricky. I, speaking of that, man, your logo, yeah. um, you know, I was staring at it for a while. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Really? Uh, it, it says Joe P right there, um, kind <gasps> the of. First person to figure that out. Who, <laughs> came, <Ever. yeah. laughs> Who came up with the, uh, that, that, that logo, which, that is, is, which is on some merch items yeah. as well. Yeah. I just, um, I really was like, I'm not going to have a signature signature. Like, I'm never going to be able to do that. I can't. I'm terrible. So I started just finding other ways to combine the letters, and then I turned it into this symbol, and then I turned the symbol into a signature. And I was like, okay. So cool. it's really just my lack of uh, penmanship and uh, no, laziness. It's good. Yeah. Maybe one day you will just simply be known as the symbol. Yeah, look at that. We'll do the Prince thing, right? Correct. If yeah. a record label situation happens, we might have to. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens down the road. I know. I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, that's in, what I'm saying. In this economy? Ooh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, you mentioned um, playing shows and having people know the lyrics, which is mind-blowing. Yes. But, of course, it's the Internet age. There sure. was something that happened a few years ago. Um, I, it seems like it happened organically. I think you were playing... Um, what were you playing? Maybe fighting in the car, yeah. in the backyard, in the yeah. snow yes, yes. type of thing. Yes. And Zane Lowe picked up on it. I was. That was crazy. That was like... That was the true, like, example of how amazing TikTok and all these things can be as opposed to you have to tour until you're going crazy. You know what I mean? So, and I literally was unloading groceries from ShopRite and saw my phone get a notification that said Zane Lowe and I was like, what? Like, that doesn't make sense. So, and it was just, (laughs) so I was wrapping my head around these weird things of, and it was happening a lot where, like, I would do a very minimal thing because the thing is I came from a world of, like, you go on tour. Like, you you go in a van and you drive and you you just like by the end of it you're a shell of a human but you've given your music everything you got and the idea of like going in my backyard for two seconds and essentially lip syncing a song that mm-hmm. I recorded mm-hmm. and that getting to Zane Lowe I was like oh yeah. have I been doing it wrong like I thought I thought it, the harder you work you know but it's sometimes it's work smarter not harder did you find that that moved the needle then a little bit and, and, yeah I know, guess so I mean fans. The thing is, it's like anything else. It's all relative, where because it's easier to do things like that, it means a little less. It's like how comedians always talk about playing on The Tonight Show isn't as big of a deal as it used to be. Or even musically playing on The Tonight Show used to be the biggest deal in the world. If you were on, you know, Letterman, it was huge. Now it's like someone's on Seth Meyers or someone's on, you know, Fallon or something, and it's obviously a big deal, but it's not like there aren't the same amount of people watching that and it just doesn't carry that weight that it used to. So everything kind of has diluted a little bit, I think, in that world. And that's why 
that's why it's like you get used to seeing notifications that are this and that and a million likes and a gazillion views on a video as you're scrolling and it's like nothing to yeah. you. You know, yeah. it's like crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little, that's, but I'm happy about it because I'm just like, cool. I didn't want to focus on that anyway. I just wanted to keep making songs yeah. and not get too wrapped up in the like, why work on music when I can just work on being like a salesman for my music and just fake it up to the top. No, you know? Yeah, that's, it's, oh my God. People gosh, are doing that and yeah, they're they cool. Are, they are, Smart and people are getting record deals and then, uh, from that. But then the record companies, I think, are going like, oh, they can't do anything past that one thing. Right, they can't play a show. Yeah, you know? they yeah, they can't, yeah, they can't drive a van. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's what's weird to me is like, the people that are getting signed, that it's like, okay, cool, we signed you, and then it's like, cool, you have to like go on tour now. Like, you have to like know what it's like to like, break a cable and like solder it in the van mm. on the way to the next venue. And I just, I'm, th I'm like, oh, I guess people don't do that though. That's just like crazy people like me who like just set it up to be that way where it's mm. like, I'm gonna be self-sufficient. I'm gonna try to be able to do everything myself. But by doing that, the record labels are like, cool. Then like, we don't have to like help you as much cause you can do that, which is great. Cause I yeah. wanna have that full control. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a less there's something good to learn in those things where it's like you know what it's like to be in a van that broke down on the side of the road and play for two people and the bartender. Like I think a lot of people are skipping those parts, and because of that, the things that they're doing aren't as substantial because like there's none of that like baseline work groundwork there right. to make their thing they're doing now great. Right. You know what I mean? Like Springsteen is great because he played a billion shows, right. not because he was born perfect. Right. So I think that's a thing that's being missed and we're missing out on a lot of bands developing. Yeah, you can't cut corners. And I, that's yeah. the advice I would give to anybody pursuing anything in any industry is yeah. you gotta start off at the ground floor and just yeah. grind it out. And you it's know? fun. It, that's, I mean, yeah. it's crazy, but it's fun in the sense of the thing that makes it worth it when 100 people show up instead of the two people and the bartender, you're gonna play a different show because you're so grateful to that feeling of like, oh wow, you know, like, Rather than like you post something, it blows up, now there's sold out clubs because you know, whatever. And then you go show up, but you don't really know how to put on a show. You don't know how to give those people what they deserve as fans or whatever you want to call it. So, I, and then people go and they see you and then they go, okay, that was good. I don't need to go back and see that person because there wasn't actually anything there. Sure. Was, they just got to see this like moment of like, this is like the popular kid in school, like cool. Doesn't really mean anything. You're just the popular kid in school. Yeah. You gotta have something to back it up though yeah. or else it won't even be fun for you, I don't think, you know, as the artist, so. I hear you. We, um, we're going to get a, uh, another song in our studio pretty soon, a uh, great sort of acoustic version, live yeah. version of Off My Mind. Our yeah. listeners are probably familiar with that song. Cool. We have been playing that on the air for a little bit. Um, but a couple more questions, if you don't mind. Last yeah. time I saw you was in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Certainly a great town. Yeah. Uh, we had a dinner at a restaurant. There were a whole bunch of people there. Yeah. Great steak dinner. Great. And then you performed right there in the restaurant. I, yep. we, we were not expecting that, but that was very cool to post, post out steak. the guitar. Yeah. Post steak. That's even. not easy. You, it wasn't like a light meal. No, I like, and I went to town on the steak. Like people were saying, man, you fit, you really ate a lot of that steak. Yeah. And Brian Corona was like, hey, I think now would be, I think now's the time. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? You want to see what I just ate? Because yeah. I'm not feeling like doing anything. Um, but I did. We did it. And yeah. it, was, uh, it was fun. Yeah, that was cool. And I think you shared the story of your previous band, which, uh, yeah. Deal Casino, yes, right? Yes, yes. And how, for the longest time, that was sort of your identity. Yeah. And now you're sort of forging 
paving your own way as, yeah. as a solo artist. Right. What happened to that original project? It was, you know, it's like any other band situation where you start in seventh grade because you're in North Jersey. It was like we're the only four people that were playing music like that. And we, you know, met up in a garage, played your best friends, and you just go on and go on and do that. But the issue is like, it's like anything. It's like a relationship, a band, you know? Yeah. So like, it's just there at a certain point. You get used to it. And then it's just, yeah, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And I really was like, yeah, like this is 100% it. I can't imagine anything without it. And then COVID hit. And I think like a lot of people in a lot of situations or relationships, it forced everyone, I think, to look at themselves or that other person or a group of people and be like, let's see this for what it really is. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine like a couple that moved in a week before COVID hit. That's different than if they moved in and COVID didn't happen because mm -hmm. they could, you know, set, have time away from each other and whatever. This was like, hey, every day we're going to be all three meals every yeah. second. I'm going to hear everything you do and say. And then I bet a lot of relationships failed in that sense because you weren't meant to be like that together yeah. like that, you know. So I think the band, it was almost like we had a ton of history and, you know, we were ready for anything. But it faced, I think people were faced with, like, in the band, what do we do? And I was like, nothing changed. This yeah. is great. I'm not the weirdo in my basement on a Friday when everyone wants to go to the beach because no one can go to the beach. I'm, like, good now. Where everyone else was like, oh, we're usually those people that go to the beach and, like, let you do this crazy stuff. Like, we didn't realize how crazy it really is to mm -hmm. just always be doing this. So I think they realized how much they did or didn't love love it like right. obsess over it like yeah. they have no role kind of so it naturally fizzled out I think in that sense where everyone it was, it was this nice kind of mutual thing um, and then I like I said nothing changed for me in the sense of like this is all I'm going to do so yeah. alright guys I'll just, yeah. Yeah. now it's just me okay alright uh, another question for you yeah. uh, should you choose to accept is how did this short horror film come about if we run and uh, people could find it online right yeah. now it's 30 minutes long it's incorporating music mm -hmm. um, did you come up with that are you the, uh, yeah. the, the person behind the, uh, the scenes as well as far yeah. as this video content yes um, me and my friend Tony who's the director every video I've ever done mm -hmm. um, he was the director and kind of like me and him wrote all the ideas together and he plays bass in the band. Um, he, we were talking and like, you know, it's time to do music videos, it's time for these new songs, and let's do four videos, here we go. And we were kind of like, ugh, I wish we could do something else. You know, it was like, you only get three or four minutes in a video, you gotta play to the song, it's lip syncing, you know. So I was like, what if we did a movie and made it a musical type thing. We didn't know right. it was a musical until we, it was all done and we watched it. I was like, this is a musical. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's literally, there's a song every little bit. Yeah. Um, and then we just started to work it into the movie a little. So, like, when the killer's running in and the girl's running around the house, like, it's on the TV on, like, a fake Tonight Show. So it isn't just full-on, like, movie, stop, watch a song, back to the movie. It's a little more like, okay, we're incorporating it to not rip you out of the movie too hard. Right. Um, and my friend Michael... Uh, Gandolfini, who's an actor, literally messaged me during COVID and was like, man, I love your music, whatever, and we became friends. And I always wanted to put him in a music video, but there was never anything with any acting in it. I right. where I wanted to call him to do. Yeah. But this, I was like, 30 minutes, like, all right, we can get him in and do some cool stuff, like with real dialogue yeah. and whatever, and write something for him. And he showed up. The plan was to, like, get him in and out. Like, you're gonna, you'll be the first one to die, like, the axe murder, it's great. 
Uh, but he was like, we're going to need more days. And he ended up becoming like obsessed with the whole process and was like, we, he came back for the reshoot days to hold lights and stuff. Like he was oh, the that's best. incredible. Yeah, so it was like a really cool beginning to a cool friendship in that way. Um, and now we've done a, a billion other things with him. But yeah, we just we were bored of doing music videos essentially, and tried, yeah. just tried something else out. And yeah. the label was like, "Okay, go for it." That was very cool, That's man. Sweet. I love Thanks. the uh, the innovative uh, sort of nature to it. Thanks. You know, yeah, it it's cool, man. Thank you. Uh, one more song before we wrap it up again. JoePTheHyena.com is the website. People That's can it. get the merch, get some music. There's more music on the way, which is amazing. Uh, we're certainly here to support you. Thank you. And um, whenever you come through town, yeah. um, you're always welcome to hang. Thank you. Yeah, for I sure. Love it. I love it. Thank uh, you. Do you. Do you appreciate public radio? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, every time we're rolling around, I'm like, because I get, I like, I'm not a big, like, Spotify music listener i'm not even a big music listener in a crazy way if that makes any sense but if i do i kind of like to be more random so i kind of like listen to like the college radio a lot of the college radio stations in all towns across america yeah. there's like no commercials and it's like some of them it's just like crazy noises like there's some music on those stations yeah. that i'm like this is wild yeah. but i'm like i'm probably the only person listening to this, whatever this is because <laughs> it's like three in the morning i'm driving the van or something, and I'm like, this is more interesting than like throwing on Kid A for the 100th millionth time. Or right. Something. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And in Jersey, we have a lot of great stations. Like, Monmouth County has just like a lot of cool college stations and stuff that I'm always throwing on. And I know those guys just from growing up around there and everything. It's, it's just cool to hear them on the radio because you know. Yeah. Them, so, no, it's, yeah. that's cool, man. So, uh, off my mind, you want to give us a storyteller's sort of moment on, oh, on this one Sorry, and then we'll rip into it and call it a day sure yeah this one's cool because a lot of people come up to me at shows thinking like this got me through a breakup and all this stuff which yeah. is great um but it's funny because i've been with the same girl since i was in freshman year of high school oh. so i've never I, it wasn't it isn't really about that i feel bad when i tell people that yeah. but it's like to me that song is about like multiple people i would say it's more fa it's family tied into it uh, she's in it, but it's not necessarily like when you're with someone that long. It's not like you, you, you kind of almost do break up and go in and out because what happens is that you become different people throughout it. Mm -hmm. So the lines in that that feel like that kind of are still you could still apply them 100% to a breakup. But for me, it was more just like a, an issue within the the relationship. Doesn't mean it ended. Doesn't mean anything. It's like a new version of that person comes along, and it's like you have to figure out how to grow. I think that's why relationships fail is because, you know, long-term ones anyway, because you don't ever change. And then you see them and they're just, you go to a dinner with them and at a bar and you're like, I wish you guys had come, you know, like, yeah. I don't want to do any of that. So I like to, you know, every couple of months it feels like, oh, it's a new person. Yeah. Like that's what keeps it kind of fun and yeah. interesting to do. So that song is kind of like based in that. It's just kind of like leapfrogging from one version of two people to another. Yeah, yeah. incredible. So here it is, Off My Mind. Uh, it's the uh, stripped down, sort of solo, yeah. acoustic version. Yeah. It is Joe P. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And this is the SoCal Sound. Drink, I think I'll wait to tell you I'm fine. One more 
darker soda than you'll never eat And all that I'm mine I used to wonder why You never said goodbye But now you're off my mind Myself another lover, God, I love her, I'll never stop. Take her out and drive around and show her all of our favorite spots. I used to sit and cry, and I felt like I could die, but now you're off my mind. You'll come out from underneath your coat I'll be making toast in the tub with all my ducks in a row Wearing all of my clothes But I still put my hand around the headrest in my Honda Accord There to hold on to the wheel While I let go anymore You're every car that passes by Every blonde hair in the corner of my eye But now you're off my mind I can't believe what they're saying You don't live in Jersey anymore you went to fight off your genetics And you heard the West Coast had the cure Now you watch the kids grow up While you're just getting old You used to be so sure And now you never know But it's okay yeah, it's alright Cause I'm too far from you To fall in love tonight Oh, no, no, no Up with all my ducks in a row Wearing all of my clothes Yeah Jump off and nobody knows